Hallelujah. Um, and though we have begun a series on how to become a strong Christian, I want to take a detour today, digress a bit and deal with another subject which though indirectly ties into what you've been doing is a stand alone on its own amen i'll be dealing with signs of the end time can i preach that one um, you may not hear a lot of receive it and a lot of um, you are blessed but whatever it is it will shape your life and impact you how many of you believe that one amen um, the book of Matthew chapter 24 we will do from three downwards Matthew 24 from three downwards now as he sat on the Mount of Olives the disciples came to him privately saying tell us when will these things be and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age and Jesus answered and said to them take heed that no one deceives you for many will come in my name saying I am the Christ and will deceive many and you will hear of wars and rumors of wars see that you are not troubled for all these things must come to pass but the end is not for nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom and there will be famines pestilences and earthquakes in various places all these are the beginning of sorrow then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you and you'll be hated by all nations for my name's sake and then many will be offended many will betray one another many will hate one another then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many and because lawlessness will abound and the love of many because lawlessness will abound the love of many will grow cold but he who endures to the end shall be saved amen he who endures to the end shall be saved um, the disciples went to Jesus and asked him what are the signs of the end what are the things we are supposed to look out for um, this is particularly important because signs are critical in determining things activities events even sicknesses and I've said here before that whenever you go to the hospital and um, engage a doctor the doctor will ask you questions and want to understand what symptoms you are presenting what signs are telling with your condition there is no doctor you go and sit in front of who will just look at your face and say I can see this one is malaria or I can see this one is um, cancer they need to first uh, ask questions and the signs and the symptoms you tell them will point them in a particular direction and show them exactly what you are battling or dealing with. That is why signs are important. 
they are important in every aspect of our lives. Now, if you are in a relationship and the person is cheating, there will always be signs. What are you talking about? If you have a friend and the person is a liar, there will always be signs. The point is that many times we are too blinded in our own bubble that though the signs are apparent to everybody else, we don't pay attention to it and so we don't see it. But I pray for you that your eyes be open to perceive all the signs around you in the name of Jesus. Somebody shout yes. yes. Amen. Now, when I was younger and uh, every time I was taken to the village, when you are in the car, there are a few signs in my mind that tells me when we are getting closer. So first of all, we'll be in traffic, which tells me that we are in Accra. We are still around my home. We haven't gone too far. Then suddenly we leave the traffic situation and, and begin to speed up on a highway. Then I know we, are, we, are, we have left my, my comfort zone. We are nearing somewhere else. Then suddenly we are in a place where on the left there are bushes and on the right there are bushes. Then in my mind I know, mm, once I see these bushes, I know the village is not too far. Then suddenly we will leave the tarred road and enter um, roads that are not hard. I don't know if some of you can picture your village as I'm speaking now. And all these signs tell you that you are getting closer and you are getting closer and you are getting closer. And, and so the disciples also went to Jesus and they asked, how would we know that we are getting close to the end? And Jesus starts by presenting them the various categories of signs that they will see then he says that people come to him and ask what signs and the first thing he says is that take heed that you are not deceived which presupposes that one of the early signs of the end time is deception can I go there one of the early signs of the end time of the end of the age is deception that is why I keep preaching all the time and I tell you that the fact that you are a Christian doesn't mean you should stop thinking. Many Christians have allowed their Christianity and spirituality to block their thinking faculty. If we were required not to think anymore after becoming Christians, then the Lord would have taken our brains and seized our minds from working. How can a prophet look at your face or so forth, your wife's face and say, I need to bath you so you can give birth to a child. And out of desperation, people will also run and go and do it because they want answers. So they, they would get the answers by any means possible. There are so many things that people will do in this generation to deceive other people. Building on people's greed, building on people's desperation, building on people's needs, they will do all manner of things to deceive many. They will look at your face so forth, and they will tell you, you are going to die. And because you are going to die, you have to sow a seed of 10,000 cities. Otherwise, if you don't sow this seed, we're weary. What are you talking about? And people will rush to go and clear their account so they can live. If it was 10,000 cities that bought lives for people, presidents wouldn't die. What are you talking about? It takes more than that. And yet, people will come, it says, in my name and deceive many. There is a spade of deception out there. And you see, it, 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 it shocks me that Christians have not realized that these are signs of the end. They are, and, and for these things, no matter how you pray, they won't go anywhere, they'll be there. You can pray all, all the, all, 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 with all the intensity, with all the strength that you want, the signs won't go anywhere. Hallelujah. Don't be worried when you see deception in the age. Be conscientized that we are drawing closer and closer to the end of the age. Hallelujah. 
So listen, the, the, the prophets, the pastors, the teachers that are not of the Lord that we see in our generation today, they will become worse in the generation after us. And the part that is sad is that people don't understand that a false teacher is even more dangerous than a false prophet. So because he speaks English and his articulation is on point and he's fluent, he, he must be from God. Help me understand what language Jesus preached in again. Hallelujah. There is more to being called from God than simply good grammar. The first thing he says, he said, take heed that no one deceives you. This morning, take heed that no one deceives you. Hallelujah. Deception doesn't, under, doesn't know how old you are. It doesn't know how much money you have. It doesn't know how big you are. It doesn't recognize position. Deception only responds to knowledge. Amen. The more knowledgeable you are, the less likely you are to be deceived. I remember one day in level, was it 300 or 400? at the university. Legon was sitting in one class, taxation class. This man was teaching taxation, teaching some things. The thing didn't add up. Then suddenly, Pastor Michael got up, raised his hand and said, sir, you are wrong. This was a man that couldn't be corrected. Everybody was afraid. He lifted his hand and said, this one, you are wrong. It is not like this. You are supposed to do it like this. I said, hey, are you challenging me? You are rather wrong. They went back and forth for about five minutes. The whole was quiet watching the two of them. Then the man said, you know what? Okay, no problem. You let's leave it here. I'll come back tomorrow with the textbook and the answers and then we'll be able to verify. And when, if you are wrong, you'll see what I'll do to you. This man left, came back the next day. Um, he was about to introduce a new topic and somebody shouted from the back, Sir, yesterday you said you would check. He said, well, you are right. Can we go on now? Can we go on? <laughs> Knowledge dispels deception. Now, if he didn't know, or we didn't know, and this man had gone on and on and on. You see, we think that people of position or people of a certain standing cannot make mistakes. So there are many people, even when their lecturers are goofing, we cannot talk because he is a lecturer. He has a doctorate degree. He has a PhD, so he can't make a mistake. Think that even pastors cannot make a mistake. Who told you that one? Make sure that take heed that you are not deceived in this generation. May you not be deceived in the name of Jesus Christ. Then it says in the sixth, you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. You will hear of wars. Have you heard of wars lately? Have you heard of wars? You would hear um, President Trump threatening Iran that I will decimate the entire Iran if they don't act they don't, they don't get in line you will hear of Kim Jong-un South and North Korea doing missile tests and shooting missiles you are in Mamprobi, you think you are in Agbogba you think when they fire to hit you you are always watching Chewa you don't know what is going on around you <laughs> hallelujah but there are many wars and rumors of wars all around. That's, that must be a sign to you that we are inching closer. 
and we are getting closer. I tell people all the time that I would rather live right and, and, and realize at the end that it was not true than to live wrong and get there and, and be shown that it was true and I made a mistake. What do you think? Do you, do you get where I'm coming from? I would rather live right and get there and be shown that ah, you are wrong, no problem, I live right, it's okay. Than to live wrong and when you get there, everything contained in scripture was right and you missed it. There will be no second chance for you. There will be no comeback for you. At that point, your certificates cannot save you. Your degrees cannot save you. Hallelujah. Oh, I feel like I'm teaching something this morning. Amen. It says, and you hear of rumors of wars. It says, nation will rise up against nations. And kingdoms against kingdoms. Then it says, and there will be famines, pestilences. Pestilences. Underline the word pestilences. There will be famines, there will be pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. Underline pestilences. The dictionary definition of a pestilence is a contagious or infectious epidemic disease. That is devastating. Did you hear that one? A contagious or infectious epidemic disease that is devastating. Scripture has already told you that there will be, and, and you see, it has not said there will be a pestilence. What does it say? There will be pestilences. So I, I want you to understand, after coronavirus, COVID-19 is over, years down the line, another one will come. Because scripture says there will be pestilences. We were here, we saw SARS. We saw Ebola. Yeah. Do you know that people are more concerned about this one than they were about Ebola? Do you know why? Because it was killing black people. Yeah. Now that it has entered into the space of Europe, they are making noise about it. But it will not be the last. Prophecy, Jesus said, and there will be famines. There will be pestilences. It is on record that in our season today, we are currently at a perilous time in terms of food security across the globe. That ties in clearly and matches the prophecy on farming. And it says pestilences shall come. When you see these things, it must tell you that we are getting closer. Amen. It must inform you that we are getting there. That is in no way to say that because Jesus said there will be pestilences, you shouldn't take care of yourself and you should die. Amen. Do the needful, but understand that prophecy says that there will be pestilences. That is why... Um, when I hear people say, when, now, now where are the pastors? Come and solve the problem. I should come and solve the problem. See, the, you are, the world has put their trust in medicine for so long, in intellect for so long, in knowledge for so long. Now that they are at their wit's end, they are calling to the church for answers. Do you know that when children... It has been proven that when it doesn't even affect children from zero to nine, 
It doesn't work. There was a case of a baby, a newborn baby, who contracted it without medicine. The thing just left the baby system. It must tell you something. How is it that an adult gets it and the adult is showing symptoms and, some, and sometimes, 16% of the time, they have to rush the person to the hospital and administer treatment. But for babies, just as they are, it's like somebody is kind of protecting them. Nothing just happens. Hallelujah. That is why when I started, I said, you and your family will be protected in the name of Jesus. Amen. You and your family will be protected. When the bubonic uh, plague was sweeping across the globe, there was a man called G. Lake, who was a healing minister going around the world and made a lot of waves in South Africa. Around the same time, this disease was wreaking havoc across the globe. He was laying hands on people who had it and they were just rising up. And some scientists challenged him. Then he said, well, why not? If you have this disease, just come and put it on my hands. Let the whole world watch under a microscope. And whilst everybody was watching, the, the, the disease was dying when it came into contact with the man's hand. Now, you need to understand, there was a story of the woman with the issue of blood who doctors had tried to deal with the issue for so long. The Bible said that even his family was nowhere to be found in the day of his trial, in the day of his sorrow. There comes a time that the things you go through, even your family cannot help you. There are many people seated here that the struggles you are going through in life, you can't communicate it to anybody, you can't share it with anybody. Because sometimes the people you will share it with are also the people doing you. What are you talking about? And the Bible says she said to herself, if I can but touch the helm of his garment, and in the midst of men, in a very patriarchal society, he still pushed, she pushed her way and touched the helm of the garment. The Bible says immediately she did that. Power was released from Jesus unto her, and suddenly the thing she has been battling with for so long came to an end. That is how some of you, you are going to become. That in the day of adversity, you will cry out unto the name of the Lord, and he will meet you at the point of your need. I came to tell seven people going through stuff going through issues that you can't communicate you can't verbalize to people that i know the solution to your problem he is jesus and as you have stepped foot in this auditorium i see grace manifested towards you i see grace manifested towards you somebody shout that is my story and there'll be pestilence and there'll be earthquakes 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 We recently heard of a tsunami that devastated parts of Asia. It was simply an earthquake of sorts that took place in the sea that displaced water onto land. All these things scripture has said, we are seeing it. And this is why I want to be, I want to focus on for now. The nine says, then they will deliver you up to, tri um, to tribulation and kill you. And you will be hated by nations for my name's sake. You will be hated. You, who is you? Christian Dom will be hated for his name's sake. And it has already started. 
when suddenly it has become fashionable in society to speak against the church and against the kingdom of God when suddenly people think that the more intellectual you are the less likely you will be in church when suddenly people have taken a stance to oppose any and everything the church does it is all scriptural because and in that time he says they will hate you because of my namesake if they are not hating us and they are embracing us then we have a problem but when he says it it must happen there are things that people and members of other religion will do that people overlook it but let the christian do it i told you the other day there are places in this country which are clearly muslim areas muslim cities muslim towns the entirety of christendom and the world has accepted it is okay let somebody get up tomorrow morning and say i want to start a christian city you will receive opposition because jesus has said and you'll be hated by nations for my name's sake even in ghana it's okay in africa it is okay travel to the western world and say you are christian the mockery that comes with it and so many people who travel when they go there they don't want to disclose their religion they don't want to let people know that i am a believer of christ they want to fit in but we are called to stand out i pray for you will be like the light of the world and begin to shine out brightly to our generation even in the midst of and in the face of opposition and hatred may we still stand firmly for the cause of christ and the kingdom somebody shout yes he says they will hate you by you'll be hated by all nations for my name's sake then i says many will be offended the dangers of offenses people are here who are offended by an auntie who offended their mother they were not alive when the offense took place the head of the news of the offense that took place before they were born but they have inherited the offense does it sound familiar because mommy told you that as for this your auntie be careful she's a witch as for this your uncle watch out for them and so we are walking in a generation of offended people two people are sitting in the same office they are seated side by side they are doing work and pretending to be smiling one to the other but they are offended and they have their issues in their hearts when the other person gets up they will feel comfortable to tell others what that person has done to them that is still in their heart but when the person comes they will pretend and laugh i feel like talking i feel like preaching that one hallelujah i have seen it countless times i have seen it many times because offense is built up offense then translates into bitterness and people are walking with so much bitterness all these are signs of the end time amen i told you the other day somebody's first um, beloved first boyfriend was called michael and michael broke the heart and so when she's she's looking for marriage she meets this young nice gentleman the gentleman says so oh, i like you so nice so what is your name michael another one <laughs> because the offense of the first one is still buried on the inside may the lord deliver us from the pains of offenses Amen. science has said that 
things that when you are offended and it is built in your heart, it is possible that it translates to become heart conditions, physical heart conditions. Amen. Look, from today, release certain people that you have captured in your heart. Your heart is not a reservoir for keeping people. It's not a data center for keeping people's issues. Release them and let them go. Many people are offended. There is offense. Look, you'll be Monday morning. One of, the, one of my hobbies when I was working was to look at people's faces on Monday mornings. Yeah, when I'm driving, I just look out there and you see people are wearing a frown. People are angry. People are stressed. So on Monday, if you don't know, you cross somebody. Have you been there before? You try and... But by Friday, the same people have a more relaxed face, more relaxed demeanor. Oh, go. go. You are allowed to go. Offenses are built up in people. Hallelujah. We are even in a generation now where we trade offenses. If you are my friend and you are my team, then you must hate everybody I hate and love everybody I love. Who taught us that one to? Amen. Where did we learn this one to from? As a mark of loyalty, you must love everybody I love and hate everybody I hate. You are not serious. What if the Lord has decided that the person that your friend hates is the person that opens the door for you? Think about it. Somebody tells you that your boss, your boss, I hate her. She's not a good person. So even me too, I've seen it. Obet now watch it. Amen. Offenses. Release it and let it go. I have a few, I mean, my closest friends are people that, that can't be offended easily. Because me, there are seasons that I intentionally offend people. To decide who is still worthy of being in my circle. You can ask me, we'll tell you. There are seasons where any excuse he gives me doesn't make sense to me. I don't accept it. And we have been going at this for over a decade and we are still running. Because if you allow offenses to build up in you, you will not go far in life. Understand that even twins have their issues. Even people raised in the same environment by same father and same mother will grow up and will definitely have an issue or two. And so because people are raised up with different backgrounds and ideologies, definitely somebody will step on your toe. Release them and be free. What are you talking about? And it says, many will betray one another and will hate one another. Have you been betrayed before? I can't hear you. I've been betrayed before. Many will betray one another. Betrayer. Betrayer. These are signs of the end when you see betrayer. Suffer, betrayer. I remember those days there was a movie, a stab in the dark, was a stab in the back. Was a betrayer. It has made it even dangerous to confide in people these days. Because you don't know who you are confiding in. It is, it is even worse in church. Church folk. Yehoah. 
church folk that are supposed to be a family of people that understand your need and appreciate your weakness it is church people who cast the first stone yeah? <laughs> who killed Stephen he was killed amongst his own people he wasn't killed by Romans he was killed by his own people who killed Jesus you will argue that it was the Romans but who said we want Barabbas his own people neglected him and selected a criminal so they killed him if they had selected or elected to, to take him instead Jesus wouldn't have died betrayal can only be meted out by people close to you your enemy cannot betray you it's counterintuitive the person is already your enemy you don't expect any better your enemy cannot it is your friend and people closest to you that can betray you may God cause you your eyes to be opened to see some of the people around you well around you well because not every smile is a sign of love <laughs> can I go there too yeah the betrayal, it will be there. But you can lessen your plight by, by being careful who is in your circle. There are many people who are just looking for people to hurt. Because they don't understand pain. They were raised in an environment where everything goes. Hello? You need to know who, who is in my circle, who is, who is around me, who can I trust, who can I talk to. As gregarious as we are, we will always need somebody to, to share our plight and our issues with. There will always be somebody that you need to talk to. Just make sure you are talking to the right person. Jesus was having supper with his disciples. Then he turns to um, um, Judas and says, what you need to do, you better do it quickly. The person eating with him was still the person that was out to get him and betray him. Many of the people who say they love you and around you are simply around you because of where you are. They are comfortable with your position in life right now. Will those same people be happy if you are promoted tomorrow? And they are not. I feel like preaching. <laughs> Will this, the people you finish school with, so graduated maybe some of them got a better class than you some of them were more promising you see how when you are in in school um, sometimes the teachers erroneously think that your your smartness in class equates to how how well you do in life i remember in class five they they, they did we had four groups we had um, um something we had uh, intellectuals then something then something then he gave the, the last people some name so forth no, I went to Saito, so don't be surprised. You can't do this in a private school. Intellect so every uh, month, we will do a test, and so the seats are there. They will start mentioning from the highest. So you will you'll be seated, seated. When, we, when it's filled, you come to the next, and, and he packed all the people he thought were not good enough, packed them to this one. As I speak to you now, those guys, some of them, the dimensions the Lord has taken them, the moves they have made, the places they have been to, the people they have rubbed shoulders with, it will blow your mind. 
Hallelujah. And, and you meet some of them and, uh, and they are hiding. Those who they thought were so good. They were better than everybody else. The sharks. I'm not saying don't be a shark. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. They are happy until they ask you, what are you doing? And you tell them the things you are doing. You see their face changing whilst they are talking. Some of them, when they ask you, how are you doing? They are just asking to be able to compare where you are with where they are to convince themselves that they are still doing well in life. Yeah? And don't you know, know how to close your mouth, Kakra? It is not everything you say. It's every move the Lord is making in your life that you vocalize. Just keep quiet. Hallelujah. He says that they will betray one another and they will hate one another. I want to end on the note of the hatred. We are working in it right now. You were born by some winning of genetic lottery. You were born into a certain tribe. And somehow you were raised with a mindset that tells you that your tribe is superior to another tribe. You have a problem. People went to Legon, Sofo. They went to Tech. No, they went to Legon. They went to Kumasi Legon. They went to Cape Coast Legon. And all the other Legons around. And Sofo, they would take the lady to, to the house and say, oh, I want to marry this lady. I like the lady. The first question your parents will ask you, where does she come from? Say she comes from. We don't want those people in our family. We don't want them. Hey. Think about it. Like we are, and we are here complaining about racism. You, the person you have the same skin color, in the same environment, attended the same school. You think you are superior to them. Why wouldn't the white man who gives you everything you need think he's superior to you? Trump says, I must build a wall so certain people don't cross into my... Now, it's almost as if Mexico needs to build a wall because Corona will cross from America to Mexico. <laughs> Amen. Hatred! Say, where are you from? You to help. You have to help your kids. The, the place you are from already, you know, people suspect you. You are doing suspicious things. <laughs> you are not helping your kids. What do you think? Hatred one for the other. One another. We see people, we, we just hate them till, till, till they show us they have money. In church, we put rich people in front. People who, when we say, I'm looking for somebody who can sow a seed, and the people can sow a seed. So we want to put them in front so that when we are looking for a seed, they can come fast. We are looking for elders and deacons, and we are looking for the people who have money. Oh. The only thing we are teaching generation is that to be relevant in this world, get money anyway, anyhow. That's the only thing we are teaching the next generation. To, to make impact or be relevant, have influence, just get money. Uh, if you kill somebody, whatever, just get money. You go to the mall and go with 
1945 Corolla. It's a way the security men will pretend they haven't seen you. But go again with a Mercedes. Maybe GLK or something. Oh, sir, come, come, come. I reserve here for you. Hallelujah. I pray for you. Go to the next verse. Go to the next verse. Says there may be, there will arise many false prophets and they will deceive many. I've dealt with this one. Go ahead. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. People's love grown cold. Now, churches, pastors, will go to orphanage to go and make a donation, and then pictures. They'll go with GTV, go with TV three, because. They are seeking to obtain a public relations benefit from the thing. They are using the orphans for public relations. When Jesus said, when your left hand gives, then don't even let your right hand see. We will take selfies so everybody, all our friends can see that on our birthday, we spent it with orphans. We are good people. And Jesus said, if you do that, you have already received your reward on earth. We don't do it out of love. We do it because of what we can get out of it. If you were, if you were to go there and give it to them without anybody seeing, would you still do it? If you could walk to Kolebu and that they've confined a lot of women because they can't, um, they can't pay for, for their fees after they deliver their babies. If you could just walk there and pay for five of them and go home without anybody knowing, would you still do it? Or you need to do it so people will know that pastor so-so and so did it. Pastor Yafi. Daily graphic in front. A pastor from Power Victory Chapel has shown what cry a Christ-like life by going to... You think the world has the barometer for determining what a Christ-like life is? We, are, we do only think because of what we can get. A benefit from it. Then 13 says, but he who endures to the end shall be saved. Can we read it together? Ready, go. One more time. For the last time. The word endures or endurance connotes patience. It connotes hard work. It connotes consistency. It connotes um, building strength to stand in the face of adversity. Endurance. Says as many as can endure to the end shall be saved. That is why it does not matter how you start. What matters is how you end. What matters is how your story is completed. How, how you finish, how you terminate in life. That is what matters. Hallelujah. Many of us have started well. Question is, 10 years from today, will we still be on the same trajectory we are on? Will we still be doing the things we are doing now? Five years from today, when the Lord starts elevating you beyond the level you are on, would you still be mindful of Him and who He is in your life? The more people do well in life, I've come to realize the more most of them forget where they started from. Amen. Yeah, because of if you are, if you are, you were born in, a, in, a, in, a, in an area where you had to commute a long distance to school, where people had to even help you to go to school and buy you stuff, and you rise by God's grace and by dint of your hard work, 
to become prominent in the political sphere, I would think that you would have a mindset that wants to help people from where you are coming from. But he said the, the, the moment the people get to that level, their children now attend different schools from the ones they are building for you and I. They attend different hospitals from the one you and I, they have built for us to attend. Hallelujah. Because they have forgotten where they started from. May you not forget where the Lord picked you from. Many of you, if you look back, you know that had it not been for the Lord, where would I be? Had it not been for God on my side? Because you were around with the same people, with a certain number of people, but they are still there. But somehow, by the grace of God, the Lord has picked you from the miry clay and has brought you atop a mountain. And I pray for you that you will not forget, you will not forget where the Lord picked you from. That you will always remember and be mindful and give Him praise. There are many times I intentionally, when I'm driving my pastors, I will intentionally drive with them and show them where I grew up. And show them, ah, this is where I was, and this is the area where I played football. And, and some of, they are shocked when I'm showing them. This is where I did this, and this is where I did that. And many times when I'm driving there, I can't roll down. Because the moment you roll down, the people I grew up with and played football with, they will come and surround the car and say, Charlie, Charlie, Nana, Charlie, and I see that this guy, I used to play ball with him. This one, I used to study with him at the point. And somehow, the Lord has elevated and, and some of them are you still, you must remember where the Lord picked you from. Lift up your right hand. You want to pray that the spirit of endurance shall be with you and on you that all the days of your life, you will walk with him. You will walk in, in cognizance of what he has done for you, where he picked you from. That he will strengthen you to endure to the end. That you and your household will be saved. You just want to pray that prayer right now. You just want to pray that prayer. You just want to pray that prayer. Thank you, Holy Spirit. 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 Father, we give you praise. And we give you glory. Thank you, God, for this word, this timely word in season that you have released for your people. I pray, O oh God, that the grace for endurance shall be released for us in the name of Jesus. That come what may, we will still be found in your house. As David said, and I will be, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Let that be said of us and of our household in the name of Jesus. Let not high times and low times dissuade us from you. Let not anything in our generation cause us to forget where you have picked us from. We thank you, O oh God. In the mighty name of Jesus, we call it that. Amen. Please put your hands together for Jesus. Now, I want you to rise to your feet. Please rise to your feet. Thank you for listening to the Apostle Josiah Aubin Jr. For more of these messages, please subscribe to his podcast and SoundCloud. It's Apostle Josiah Aubin Jr. To interact with him, like his page on Facebook, follow him on Twitter at Apostle Josiah Aubin Jr.